Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? I don't remember it. Hanging with D's, episode ninety-seven, and it has been a minute. It's been uh, three weeks, right? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, got a lot to talk about. I don't know how much we'll actually remember as we're talking about it, but yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff to cover. Um, happy belated birthday to mm-hmm. my man Dylan here. Uh, how old do you know? Thirty. The big three zero. Yeah, I don't remember thirty. What'd you do? Anything? No. no You're fucking lame. Nothing. I know. Yeah. Well, happy belated birthday. Yeah. I would have remembered if you were still on Facebook. Oh, you mean you would have remembered if the fucking app notified you that it was my birthday? Yeah, dude. I'm, I remember like four birthdays. and I, I'm the same way, and yours is one of them. I sometimes struggle to remember that one. Well, yeah. Like, I got mine... Mom, Dad, and Rod. Sometimes that one. And I remember my buddy BD's because it's exactly a week after mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Louie's because it's Valentine's Day. So, yeah. Not many, man. Not many. I don't remember. I put a gun to my head. I couldn't tell you when Dustin was born. January something. I, I remember Trent's. Not always on the day, but... Usually at some point it'll hit me like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. Preseason football is in full swing. Uh, obviously we're going to talk heavy on Steelers, <laughs> touch base on a couple of other things. Talk UF, little UFC, um, probably discuss a little wrestling again. Um, not a whole lot, just a couple of observations I've made. Uh, but let's go ahead and start it off with our specialty. And that is NFL football. Um, before we get into the side stories, let's just talk Steeler football. Have you watched anything? Uh, highlights. That's it? Yeah. I've watched them both. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be fair, the the game last night, I, I watched the condensed version today just to kind of see. Sure. Um, so I'm just going to kind of talk about things I like, things I don't like, people that I think are going to do well. And um, my initial reaction – after the first game, mm-hmm. everybody was on the picket train. Like, yeah. And like, come on. The, the man only threw like two passes more than five yards in the air. So mm-hmm. I was like, let's pump the brakes. This this last game, um, he did throw the ball a little further down the field, but he made good decisions. He, he scrambled. Um, his only incompletion was a spike. He had a real nice one to uh, Fryermuth, and I yeah. loved the way he ran the two-minute offense. So where I wasn't at all sold 
in in week one of the preseason, I just thought, okay, yeah, great. He, you know, sure. Um, I'm feeling much better about him, even though it was very limited action. I thought he would play a little bit more, but I don't know why you wouldn't. I it makes no sense. He's honestly, not. I think. I think if they, because I don't know if you, well, you didn't watch any of it, right? No. If they, Jack, I believe Jacksonville got the ball first and we forced a punt. Yeah. And we they pinned us on like the two. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that if that doesn't happen, they send Kenny in there. But because we got pinned back, maybe, and maybe not. Maybe that was the whole plan. But mm. um, I feel like if they would have had a regular drive opportunity, they might have put him out there. But the mm. fact that we were pinned back, uh, let's just go ahead and put Mason in there because he's got more game experience. And what's he do? He fucking gets a grounding call for a safety. Um, all in all, though, through two games, all three quarterbacks have not looked bad. Right. If I didn't, if I hadn't already witnessed what happens with Mason Rudolph in the game with a poor offensive line, right? I, I might want to see more of him but i know what he's just the what there's one thing mason is is lacking that is a glaring problem and that's pocket presence yeah his is horrible yeah i mean i he throws a nice ball and when the play works he does well but when shit breaks down he can't feel the rush and he's going to get crushed that's where i think we are going to i, I don't know if i would say thrive but at least benefit from having a guy like Trubisky or Pickett. Trubisky pulled some like rabbits out of his fucking hat and getting away from a few would-be sacks. Uh, if that's Big Ben last circa year. last four or five years, Ben's probably on IR right now. Trubisky, though, uh, with his escapability, really pulled us out. And he, he didn't look bad. He just didn't get a lot of help. Um, that being said, gun to my head today right now, I still want Mitch Trubisky. Oh, starting week one, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah without question. The the train is a rolling though. I mean, I know you're not on Twitter, um, but a lot of people are starting to say, Well, he's you know, he's only thrown like two or three incompletions. Again, these it's are preseason. all it's preseason. He yeah. did get some action against starters, so that that's a plus. Yeah. You know, that was the other thing with the first game. Like he's in there against threes, so right. let's again. Granted, he's playing with threes, but yeah, and um, yeah. but yeah, I I'm still leaning towards Trubisky, um, and I'm hoping that as everybody, because they're really just now everybody's starting to get healthy, and which knock on wood, we have been pretty fortunate for the most part, as far as starters go. I know Cam Hayward was carted off, but I think it was precautionary. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't seen Najee at all uh, in preseason. Why? And, yeah, you already know what you got there. Let's yeah. find out who our second running back is. And at this point, I've got no other reason than to believe it's um, – War- is it Warren? Jalen Warren, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's looked really good. Um, reminds me a lot of James Conner. He's got good power. He can catch the ball uh, pretty good in, in pass protection. And I I like the way he looks. Another one that I really liked, and unfortunately he got hurt, was that Master Teague. 
in that first yeah. game, he that man is a bowling ball. Yeah, cut didn't he? They cut him because of the injury, right. uh, but nobody claimed him. So that now he goes on their injured reserve list or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a possibility that I'd like to see him again because that man runs angry. I don't know what else he can do as far as I, mean, I saw a couple clips of him, pass yeah. protection or or even route running, but as a pure like power back man. He was he was hard to bring down, really really liked what I saw there. And Mateo Durant in uh, limited action also hasn't looked bad. Benny Snell last night, or yeah last night, um, caught the touchdown pass. Still kind of he just struggles to to find a hole. I, I realize that with our offensive line sometimes they're not there, but if you look at our rush game in the first week with Anthony McFarland, who I think is going to take a leap forward this year with. Matt Canada's offense with a mobile quarterback. Um, we were averaging, I think all the backs were averaging like 5.5 yards carry that first game. Again, Seattle first preseason game, but still I liked what I saw out of it. Whereas Benny Snell, I mean, he just, he looked like Benny Snell. He did have a couple of nice special teams plays, but I'm I'm not 100% sure if that's going to keep him. He hasn't really done anything to make me No, excited. I'm not sure that's going to. I mean, that might keep him on the team, plus the fact that Master Teague is now hurt and out. That that might have saved Benny Snell's roster spot. I could have seen them going with, with the young guy. Receivers, look, I mean, what else do we got to say about, about George Pickens? Man looks like he's going to be a beast. Granted, didn't do much last night, except for did you see the, the short little catch he had where the guy landed on him and then he did like a mule kick? In his in mid somersault, no, because the, the guy was laying like across his hammies, and George basically did almost like a kick out and just launched the guy. <laughs> like it, it was it was funny. Um, I think he's like, as as the boys say, dog. <laughs> uh, oddly enough, he is a dog from Georgia. But I man, if our trio of receivers stay healthy, with and, and Claypool kind of recaptures a little bit of that magic that he had in, in year one and Deontay does what Deontay does. Friar Muth moves on. Our weapons are looking fucking phenomenal. Right. The question is, can that offensive line keep a quarterback upright long enough to get him the ball? Um, I've seen hits and misses. Uh, I thought Dan Moore had a pretty good first game last night. Not so much. He got destroyed. Um, Mason Cole has looked fairly solid. James Daniels has been real hit and miss. Uh, I hope that as the unit comes together, they gel and, and things get a little bit better. Okafer, again, has had hits and misses. I think the offensive line as a whole is going to be improved. I just don't know how much. You know, it's like it's it is what it is. I mean it'll be slightly better. Yeah. Which if our defense, I mean, a lot of ifs, if our defense can play well and our quarterback can not turn the ball over, slightly better is, is going to be the difference between 7 and 10 and 10 and 7. You know, it really can be. So we'll see. Um, Connor Hayward has looked strong. I'm not a real big fan of the fact that he's only 6'1", but... He makes the tough catches. Like he, he runs good routes. I like what I see out of him. 
I think he's got a pretty strong chance of, of making the team, especially I believe I don't know if it's Raider or one of the other tight ends got hurt, so I think that's really going to open the Gentry, door. Gentry, maybe. I, I I think you're right. Hmm. I think it is Gentry, who again was was showing major signs of improvement. Uh, another big question mark: Calvin Austin. He's been kind of hurt, so we haven't really seen what he can do. But if you throw him in there, even on a you know a four receiver or, or fifth receiver. Somebody that fast, that explosive, could open some things up. So, do you think with the abundance of receivers specifically, there's any chance? Well, I'll just ask you: Would you trade? Looking to maybe trading Claypool to get an offense lineman? It, it, only if they are a stud. Like the big story, and, and I don't even know why people made it a story because it's not a story. But everybody's like, "Oh, let's trade Claypool and Devin Bush for Roquan Smith." Yeah, I would pull the trigger on that deal. But the problem is the Bears aren't going to pull the trigger on that deal. And Rokon Smith can't negotiate his own fucking contracts because he's an agent. And if he talks to another team, it's tampering, which I think is bullshit. But it is what it is. I don't think Roquan's going anywhere. Um, but if it was a surefire stud, like left tackle or right tackle, then, then yeah, I think I would. I, I believe that much in our receivers that we have as they stand, um, even without Claypool. Now, that's probably not going to happen, so we got to kind of live and die with what we got. Uh, speaking of receivers, I, there's some other guys that have made some plays. That uh, Sims had a real nice punt return in that first game, uh, a couple of nice balls. Really reminded me, uh, just in his running style and his cuts, of A.B. A- I know he's... You know, I'm just saying. Sure. I yeah. I mean, and given the the injuries now to Anthony Miller, which that's a heartbreaker because Anthony Miller, from all reports, was just killing it in camp, and was really like, oh, I was, didn't even hear this. Yeah, this was gonna be his breakout, like they said that because Claypool, if you recall, was was banged up early in camp. Anthony Miller was just making fucking plays left and right, and was poised to make the team. Blows his shoulder out literally in the first quarter of that first preseason game, so now he's on IR. Uh, but that's going to open the door for somebody else, whether it's Miles Boykin or uh, I think it's Steven Sims, I believe is his name, if I'm not mistaken. Tyler Vaughn's, again, in late game action against Scrubs, but he's he's looked good doing so. He's the guy that caught the uh, game-winning touchdown pass uh, in game one. Um, Sneed, who caught the game-winner last night from uh, – Mason also looked strong in that fourth quarter last night, but it is what it is. I like our receivers. You know, I the only – the offensive line. Like, that's – again, we've talked about this ad nauseum. Kendrick Green, I don't – well, you can't because you don't have Facebook, but I made a post earlier today. I hope Kendrick Green is really good with money because <laughs> he's not getting a second NFL contract. I could pull up clips from the game last night. There's one, it's a pass play, where Green, I mean, he's up, he's square, and he barely gets his hands on the guy, and the guy literally just runs right around him and destroys Pickett right as he lets the ball go. Like, a year two, third-round guard, it can't happen. Can't happen. Last year I gave him a pass because he was playing out of position center. This year they've moved him to guard, and I've seen the same shit. He's just not an NFL-quality offensive lineman. 
he's going to make the team for the simple fact that there isn't much better on our roster and the fact that we typically don't throw away third-rounders in year two. Um, Unless somebody comes out of these cuts, I don't see them getting rid of him, um, which is sad because from what I've seen so far, the man does not – he hasn't earned an NFL spot for me. Um, It's just – it's bad. Been very, very bad. Uh, speaking of very, very bad, Devin Bush. It's over. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Rookie year, he was just a fucking house of fire, man. Then he got hurt. So last year was really bad, and we thought, you know what? He didn't have his front, his offensive line or defensive line in front of him, and maybe he's a little timid. That excuse is over. And it just doesn't seem – did you see the when they interviewed him? No. So, yeah, he's looked terrible. And after practice last week, one of the reporters was like, you know, do you feel like this is your last chance, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, what, with the Steelers? And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, it's a business, but you know, I'll still be in the NFL. The fuck you will. <laughs> if you A, if you have that kind of attitude, and B, the way you've been playing, like, it's just it's it's bad. The bright spot out of that though is and again, as somebody that's watched both games, Marcus Robinson, the seventh rounder that we got, that's a converted running back to inside linebacker. He is super raw, but man is he a missile. He's the guy that that caused the strip sack that allowed us to win the game last week. Uh-huh. And then this week he came on a blitz and was responsible for the pressure that led to the interception which led to the go-ahead touchdown he's very raw but man if if uh if brian flores 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 Flores. i'm sorry i'm fucking who was i thinking of i had a name that was stuck in my head and i knew it was wrong and i wasn't gonna say it but if, if flores can work some of his magic and get this guy up to speed him and miles jack would just be unbelievable uh, it reminded me of two guys in particular one you'll remember one not so much but he reminds me a little bit of vince you know what i'm talking about number 98 inside linebacker vince williams oh, okay who retired a couple years ago reminds me a lot of him and and the, the, the run game and the fact that he just head down and he's yeah. he's going to the ball and also a young Kendrell Bell because he just explodes to the ball. And so I got high hopes for him. And with everything that's going on in that middle linebacker room, uh, I don't see any way that he doesn't make the team. If for nothing else, I think he's going to be a special teams ace. And then hopefully by midseason that he can be ready to go in there and actually take some meaningful snaps because – Devin Bush is going to get beat a lot, unfortunately, and everybody else is going to have to uh, kind of step it up. Uh, Larry Kobe, the guy from the Browns that was involved in the the Mason Rudolph assault, uh, looked pretty strong last night. DeMarvin Leal, the rookie, has looked very strong in his action. So uh, I feel like one of our weaknesses last year, granted some was to injury, but – uh, the defensive line, I think, could turn into one of our strengths this year uh, with Ojakobi, 
DeMarvin Leal, Alulu looked pretty good last night in, in the action that he saw. So all that being said, I, I'm a little, I know I've been rah-rah, but I'm actually a little more optimistic optimistic about i just again that offensive line can really make a huge difference i understand that but all the other pieces that we have this team is not rebuilding i mean it needs a slight retool of the offensive line at this point as it sits right now but other than that everywhere else i see championship caliber quarterback eh, we'll see but all the other pieces are there and it's going to be interesting to see how Omar Khan puts it all together. Did you see him on McAfee the other day? I did not, no. It was a pretty good interview. Um, I like the fact that they went with the guy that, A, is the financial ace, but he's also been there for, I believe it's like 22 years that he's been part of the organization. You so he's very comfortable he with, with some stuff from Colbert. You would hope at Oh, least. yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. he was... As far as player development, not player... Scouting yeah, and things scouting, of that yeah. nature. I got to imagine, yeah, that he was... I mean, he was literally his right hand, and he was the guy that worked all the magic with the contract. So it's not a bad combination to have. Sure. Speaking of interviews, um, did you see uh, Najee and TJ Watt on the pivot this past week? No, I did not. Very, very good interview. Was yeah. it? Yeah. I did not realize that TJ Watt dislocated his knee three times in college. Oh, wow. It alternated. Like, he did it one knee his freshman year, and then the other knee the other year, and then the year after that he did it on the other knee, the knee, the same knee he had it the first time on. And then he played defense for a year, and then they decided to – or I'm sorry, he was a tight end. Tight end, yeah. And then converted to linebacker for – I already knew this part, but – this just blows my mind. He he only played linebacker for one year, and then we took him in the first round. Yeah. Because I remember, I was like, really? We took a linebacker that only played the position for a year? How's this going to work out? Yeah. No, <laughs> I was very scout, yeah. I was very skeptical when we took him. But, I mean, even J.J. was like, this guy, he's going to be better than me. Like, yeah. We'll see. And it's sure, certainly looking that way not according to TJ though that was yeah. where that came I, from i do remember seeing that yeah that quote all over the place but yeah that's it's going to be again the if of all ifs if the whole defensive unit stays healthy it's going to be really fun to watch TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick because Minka's another one that in camp is just dominating and has actually said I'm gunning for defensive player of the year this year. Oh, wow. That's what I want to hear. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see that year one Minka as opposed to, I mean, last year he went bad. They didn't throw at him a lot because they had to stay away from him. And why would you throw at Minka when other parts of our defense fucking sucked? Yeah. But uh, Miles Jack has been great in, in the limited action that he's he's had. So, um, punter, Presley Harvin. Mm-hmm. Obviously struggled last year, was very inconsistent. Come to find out he was dealing with his father's death, played through it. He's looked really strong as well, so hopefully he can keep that consistency up. I know he lost a lot of weight, so um, Gunnar Olszewski had a bad fumble last night while fighting for extra yardage. Kind of his fault, but kind of not. It was a 
classic fourth down play where Matt Canada, it's a shovel pass behind the line of scrimmage and expects the smallest receiver that we have in a uniform to pick up four yards. And he almost did. He was fighting for yards and ends up getting the ball stripped. Mm. But the the play call was fucking atrocious. So I don't know what was up with that. Uh, another thing that was funny last night, I like what I see out of Najee as far as leadership and like you can tell he's very loose. Like last night pregame, uh, he was out in his jersey or whatever, and he was standing kind of next to Tom when he's just kind of bouncing around, and a referee's running over towards the sideline, runs basically right at Najee. Najee puts up his fist like and does the old head bob like he's getting ready to jack him or whatever, and they both laughed. It was, just, it was kind of funny. He's out there having fun. But, again, pretty optimistic. Now, other news and notes. Did you see what Dana White said? What did he say? In the uh, pre-fight hype, they were talking to, I, I guess they had Gronk's on there. And Gronk made mention of, of almost going to the Raiders. And Dana White, I can't believe you haven't seen the story. Dana White was like, well, I was going to take that story to my grave. But since you mentioned it, I'll tell you, yeah, like we were this close to having Brady and Gronk in Las Vegas. To the, Like Brady was literally looking at houses. Holy shit. Yeah. And Gronk was going to come with him. like the, It was all already right. worked out. And at the last minute, Gruden backed out of it. So now if you go back, there's a, I don't know if it was an interview, or a show, podcast, whatever, but of Brady, where he never says who, but he You're was like. sticking with that fucking guy? Yes. Yeah, wow. That fucking guy was Derek Carr. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Speaking of Brady, what do you think about this whole absence thing? There's, um, there's been a lot of rumors that that he was on fucking the mass, the mass singer. singer. No fucking way. I don't, I don't buy that at all. No way know. would he do that. Um, I just think Colin Coward brought. I know, but he brought up a good point, which is he probably made some promises when he retired, and then when he decided he wanted to play more, he still wanted to keep those promises. So. Which yeah, a lot of people have said, and then there's also speculation that maybe his heart's just not quite into it or whatever. But. I don't. I don't know that I'd go that far. No. But it might also just be age, too, where he's they, like, they, you know what? I can't. And why? Yeah. I mean, I I don't blame him. Blame him. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, the guy shouldn't have reported to fucking camp until about this week anyway. Right. He's 45 years old. What, what's he got to prove? I mean, as long as he can come in and still throw the ball, you don't even need to practice, right. dude. You know I mean, same system and yeah. everything. So you got same receivers. You know, here, we'll give you. A week and a half to get used to the new guys, but you already know what you've got with everybody else. Um, he is expected back early this week, they're saying now, but they're in trouble because they've now lost their starting center and their starting guard. Yeah, I did hear that. And it is this the year, finally, the karma year where it's – I've been saying it for like Nine years now. Well, maybe yeah. not that far. We, we've thought it many, six. many times. But six years. They but. still got a lot of weapons, man. Yeah. I mean, and it's Tampa. You know, they've got a good front office, good coaches. They can probably do what we can't, which is go and find a guy that they can plug in that can do well. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's 45. you got to think eventually he's going to fall off the cliff, but I don't know what kind of – infant blood he's drinking or whatever <laughs> to be able to, to continue to play at the level that he's played at. Did you see AB kind of 
go on a little Twitter rant about, you know, basically calling Brady out for being able to do whatever the hell he wants. And then he even threatened Brady's trainer. It was like, you can get it too. And like, just shut up. Yeah. Like you're literally in the spotlight for this whole dance thing that is kind of taking the NFL by storm. Have you seen it? Put the, put put that shit on. Do your dance, A B. Do your dance where he yeah. comes out. Literally, his dance is just like this. Wow. Just waves. His, I've seen George Pickens did it after his touchdown, hmm. and there's been other lot of NFL players that have done that, all because that's what A B did when he came out for his little festival at Rolling Loud. He, he come out in that ridiculous orange jumpsuit thing, but yeah, like you're in the spotlight. For a good reason, if that's what you want to call it. I'm not a big fan of his music or anything. but And then you're going to come and just rip on Brady, a guy who literally bent over backwards to try and save your career twice, and you're still shitting on him. Like, just just go away. Right. Man. You know, work on your rap career with Yeezy and leave us the fuck alone. Um, Have you seen Malik Willis play? Um, I saw highlights from game one, yeah. Yeah, strong in game one. Game two, um, not terrible, but not nothing that really was eye-popping the way it was in, in week one. But looks like he might be a guy. And if he is, all that's, that's just going to further piss me off because, again, as we've said, I still, to this day, and, and until he gets a ring, I'll, I'll say it, I would have rather taken Tyler Linderbaum. Mm-hmm. Grab Malik Willis in the third, and still got George Pickens in the second. Yeah, I mean, I, who knows? I mean, that's where I'm setting out as well. But Pickett is looked okay so far in preseason, you know, against base defenses. So I, I don't know. He has had a lot of starts, which is something that I Pickett. Yes, yeah. I did not probably given enough credence to um like he was like a four years no well, maybe three year starter yeah that that's a big deal that's... which they even uh they interviewed mason cole last night and that was one of the things that he pointed out when he came out for that the two minute drill but it was actually about like a minute 10 mm. they said i mean he just he come out he took charge poised like he was a leader and that comes with that kind of experience at the college level um you know he's he's been there before, not so much in the NFL, but it was good to see him in that situation, not fold. You know under right. under the pressure. So uh, again, I'm more optimistic about that pick now than I was, but still, I look at that offensive line and think it would have been real nice to have a, a stud. Although he's hurt, I don't know if he's going to play this year or not. But I think Tyler Linderbaum when he's if and when he gets healthy, is going to be linemen guy. from Iowa usually are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I you mean, know who aren't linemen from Illinois? Well, that's true. Named Kendrick Green. Yeah, Green's a bad name because we got a guy named Chaz Green who also is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's something you can do too at the end of this year if Trubisky does, you know what you think he's going to do, and I think he can, then you can trade him away for a pick or an O-lineman or, you know. I mean, I think a lot of it depends on how well he does. Well, if he blows it up, 
he ain't going nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, if he literally comes out, lights it up with weapons that he's got. Yeah, it would be kind of hard to. He's only, what, 26, 27? If he comes so. out and just and has, like, a franchise year type thing, Kenny's sitting on the bench. Wow. You know, you, you don't. Unless, again, unless somebody comes up with a, a monster offer. But I, I don't see too many teams doing that. Even if he does have a monster one year. Yeah, because he's only going to have one more year in his contract. Yeah. So, could, I mean, we're a long way away from it, but could be a very interesting offseason depending on how Trubisky plays. And the other bad thing is about taking Pickett is that, and you saw it a little bit in that game one when Pickett came in, that place – there was like 49,000 people there and they were all chanting canny can yeah. like the fact that he's a pit boy every time trubisky has a bad play or a turnover it's pittsburgh canny they're going to yeah they're going to turn on him quick if he yeah. you know so it'll be interesting to see if he gets a like a true fair shake and with Pickett playing as well as he has been playing that doesn't help <laughs> right how short of a hook are they? Are they gonna, you know, or leash or whatever you're gonna say, right? Um, before they yank him and bring him in, it's gonna be either a really awesome season or it's just gonna be one where we're banging our heads against the walls. Yeah, I could see it going. I, again, I think the the ceiling is lower than you've been saying, but yeah, it's. I don't think we're gonna be like picking in the top three or anything best uh like i think absolute best case scenario we could have 11 or 12 wins that's like everything fucking goes perfect healthy all that stuff um worst case scenario i still say we're 10 and 7 maybe 9 9 and or eight, eight worst one, case or scenario is 10 and 7 i just think worst in, in case scenario if healthy Okay. If if we get fucked with injuries, then scratch that. It could get really bad yeah. really quickly. Seven and ten. If we stay healthy enough, I still think we can pull nine or ten wins out. I did just as much as I've been on him, I still think Tomlin will find a way to milk that non losing season one more year out of this group. But we'll see. Moving on. Deshaun um, Oh good. Watson. Moving on to... I want to make sure you weren't leaving football. No, no, no. Deshaun Watson. Since we've been gone, he got the six-game suspension, which was absolutely fucking ridiculous. And then the NFL appealed, and he negotiated and got 11 plus a 5 million. Well, turns out to be a uh, $5.666 million fine. Thoughts? Again, should be a year. Yeah, it should be more than a year, but I, that's the downside to the Players Association is they have to defend everybody. And How much of a factor do you think it is that they still had Houston on their schedule to where they – because where do you come up with 11? Um, the game he is eligible to play I know, is, is against Houston. Houston. Yeah. I gotta believe in my heart of hearts, the NFL was like, okay, well, because obviously he wanted eight games, NFL wanted a whole season. 
And then they looked at that schedule and like, ah, we could bring him back first game, rusty against the team that he basically said, fuck you, I'm not playing for you. Okay, we'll give you 11 games. It's kind of Alex Jonesy thinking, but all right. It's the NFL. I mean, <clears throat> it's all about ratings at the end of the day. Maybe. I mean, 11 is just a weird number. Yeah. You know? I Is there a buy in there somewhere? Yes. Yes. Is it? He, he will comes... miss their bye week. Okay. He's he is eligible to play week thirteen. So I guess you could say he got twelve weeks. Yeah. But it's only eleven games. Well, okay. There you go. Twelve games. You know what? We'll let you go back for the bye week and shake the rust off. Well, I don't know when the bye week is, but I believe with the new. Um... Okay, you said that like the bye week was week twelve. No, no, no. It's no. He's no. The bye week is earlier. I'm just saying the bye week is in that stretch before he's okay. eligible to come back. But with the new CBA that they signed, the um, you can come back and start practicing once your suspension is halfway over. So technically speaking, after week six, he can start practicing with the team again. Um, I wonder why they did that. Injuries, I guess they wanted people to. Yeah, uh, uh, probably. You know, if you got a guy that's suspended for four weeks or whatever, you don't want to say, okay, week four is over. Now you got one week to prepare. Yeah, you know, you come in, you get your ass in football shape, and this, that, and the other. And and, I mean, how often do you have a twelve-week suspension? Usually, it's two games, four games, something like that. So. that kind of makes sense to me. Like, you know, you don't want to just bring a guy in on Monday to play on the following Sunday. You can kind of ramp him up Thursday, but given the Browns are going to be in a very tight divisional race. Yeah. Deshaun's going to be able to come back and practice, but it's not like he's going to take a lot of one reps because they got to keep Jacoby Brissett up to speed to even keep them in the the picture. How insane would it be? How much would you curse the football gods if they're like 500, maybe slightly below 500? Deshaun comes in, lights the world on fire, and they fucking win the Super Bowl. Just don't. I'm just saying. Yeah. That would would eat me up pretty bad. And you realize now I will beat the dog shit out of you if that actually happens because you spoke it, it. Spoke it into existence. Yes, I obviously don't want that to happen. Uh, on a related I don't think note, it will. Um, I didn't know. If, I don't know if you know this or not. Josh Dobbs is actually a, on Cleveland's team this year. Oh yeah, and has looked amazing. I've always liked Josh. Dobbs. I did too. Yeah. Granted, this is Josh Dobbs against twos and threes, mm-hmm. but he but still. I mean, all he can do is go out there and play the game. Doesn't matter. You know, he's just playing against who's out there, and he's looked really good at doing it. So. That doesn't not. It's got to make him feel a little bit better if Brissett gets hurt or, or completely struggles. falters, whatever. Sure. At least, you know, Dobbs looks decent. Yeah. Like it, they don't have a complete, you know, nothing behind him. Right. It's always the the base defenses. That kind of makes me. Very vanilla. Yeah. Very vanilla. More so than, oh, he's playing twos. I'm like, yeah, but he's playing with twos as well. Yeah. Typically against a, a standard, you know, zone or a standard cover two, cover, two, cover yeah. three, yeah. 
Yeah, you don't see a lot of uh, flash yeah. uh, in the preseason. Yeah, That's why a lot of veterans quarterbacks that have been in the league forever, but like Blaine Gabbert will look awesome in the preseason, but, you know. Oh. Guess He's I should have read these headlines. Uh, Roquan Smith has ended his hold in and will play out this huh. final year of his contract for the Bears, which, I mean, it's good news for them. They're still probably going to be competing for the first overall pick. Yeah, they're they're going to struggle. I don't uh, Well, I, I say I was just going to say I don't think it'll be that bad, but I'm trying to think, okay, who who's going to be worse this year? In I mean, their division? No, I meant in, in general. Because... Houston, Houston's maybe. I mean, we I don't... think they'll be better. Davis Mills looked pretty good last year, the little bit he played. So I think they'll be a, sh- a little bit better. Um, Washington could go either way. I could see them falling apart. Yeah, yeah. They, they could go either way, really. Um, Jets, I could Detroit. see Detroit, no. I've watched. Have you watched Hard Knocks? That's what. Yeah. What I wanted to transition. Get, okay, to. Yeah, we'll yeah, get to that yeah. next. Um, Atlanta. Maybe. I, Atlanta's another one. They could be. You know, absolute... it's 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 what is Marcus Mariota going to be? And they I, they don't have a lot of weapons outside of Kyle Pitts. Uh, Patterson. But they don't have a lot of weapons outside. Of, I mean, yeah, Patterson. He was, he was fucking great last year. At, I don't. At running back, he's not a great receiver. Okay, whatever. Still. But, uh, yes, they have. I didn't say they didn't have any weapons. I said they don't have a lot of weapons. Right. Plus, we don't really know what Marcus Mariota is yeah. going to be. Uh, I think Carolina is going to be stronger than Chicago. New Orleans, yes. Yeah, I mean, there's, at least in the NFC, yeah, they're they're going to be competing for that bottom spot. Yeah. I Unless, I mean, an injury can knock a lot of teams down I think the Giants, Giants Giants could be that bad too. Um hmm maybe. I mean I think they have a competent head coach now, so all depends. I mean again, I, although I say that but he's a, he's an offensive coordinator. We haven't it's, seen it's, him as a coach. What is Daniel Jones? Right. Like, he's had a lot of different schemes poop. and everything. Uh can Saquon stay healthy? No. Probably not. But yeah. Either way, Chicago's going to be in the conversation yeah. when it when it all boils down to it. Um, still no movement on the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. Which when's their deadline? There's no way San Francisco is going to keep him on the roster at twenty plus million. No, no. And it, it's been a waiting game at this point. I mean, I don't know. Seattle might still be interested. I think they're waiting for someone to wait for an injury. A quarterback, a starter to get hurt. And hope they can pull a trade? Yeah. Well, I mean, you got the Jets, although they, Wilson, I guess, will be back early. They're in the saying year. that he's going to be back by week one. Okay. Everything looked good in that, and that oh, okay. they expect him to be ready. So I guess rule them out. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a waiting game at this point. The, the Niners are hoping that somebody loses a quarterback like this week within the next 10 days so that they could maybe pull a trade. Otherwise I got to think they're going to just cut him. And then it's a matter of who's going to jump on him. And if you look across the league, um, jets are a possibility depending on Zach Wilson. Um, what about the giants? 
Giants could be in the talks. Since we're talking about how shitty Daniel Jones is. The the Falcons could possibly do it. The Seahawks could possibly do it. Browns, I mean, they seem to be high on Jacoby Brissett, but if all of a sudden Jimmy Garoppolo becomes a free agent, do you sign him on a, you know, cap friendly deal? And Cleveland's got all kinds of cap room, so that's yeah. not even an, an issue. They could literally rent him for a for 10 weeks, 11 weeks, whatever, just in case. But going to gonna be interesting to see that one play out. really is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Lions. Obviously, they're on Hard Knocks. I have watched both episodes. Very entertaining. Have uh, you, like, not I, really watched Hard Knocks before? I felt like we talked no, about this before. No, I never watched any of the Hard Knocks before. Maybe, like, an episode oh, here no. or there. But it, you it, did, didn't really have HBO, and neither did I, really. That, but. and there's never really been a team that I was, like, interested in enough to to pay attention to and that's the positive of being a Steeler fan is the hard knocks only takes teams that don't make the playoffs or completely suck um so the Steelers never been on it and I just I don't know again lack of HBO and lack of interesting storylines um credit where it's due Pat McAfee and the whole MCDC thing has got me where I'm I'm interested now and i actually have a small part of me rooting for them me too yeah uh it's if you watch it it's kind of hard not to yeah and it's detroit like it they're my team this year that if pittsburgh falters and that's this is a bad backup team to yeah, have. No shit. but i would like to see detroit do something special and i i think i mean i don't know if they got enough of the talent but i i'd like to think that they're at least on their way up this is a bad year for that to happen for the simple fact that so many teams got better both in the afc and the nfc and the question is is how much better has detroit got with with what they've added yeah but it's it's an entertaining watch for sure do staley and aaron glenn is amazing yes yes you forgot to tell him we're playing today forgot to tell him yeah because I love that man, but I want to fuck him up between the lines. Yeah, I could. I never. I could never imagine two coaches talking that level of shit to each other. Yeah, at at practice in front of their players. And it I, just okay, blows my mind. I know. Didn't did Aaron Glenn play for the Cowboys? Yeah, but I'm not sure. for very long, if I'm not mistaken. I don't. Think I think so. he he spent the most most of his career with the Jets, right? Yes, um, he was also with the Texans, I believe, when they. Yeah, yeah, the I do believe that's right too. So I'm trying. Um, I mean, did they build up that rivalry during? Were they in the NFC East together at the same time? Because obviously Deuce was with the Eagles for a long um, for a while. No, he didn't join Dallas until '05. Deuce was already gone. Yeah, Deuce was in Pittsburgh in '05. Yeah. Or wait. Yeah, yeah, he was hurt. He got hurt. That Super Bowl season. Well, it's it's interesting, though, that they've developed. I mean, I don't know what they're – where did they go to college? Uh, I don't know. I was just trying to figure out where that friendship came (laughs) from. Maybe it just developed over these last couple years. But either way, yeah, very entertaining to watch. Um, Aiden Hutchinson doing Billie Jean. That was awesome. And I love the fact that nobody – even McAfee and them didn't talk about it, but somebody pointed it out on Twitter. When you watch the – just the little clip of it mm-hmm. at the end when the whole team starts going. There is a guy, and I don't know who he is, but 
when they start doing the Billie Jean and the whole team's dance, yeah. one dude rips his shirt off and <laughs> throws it, and it lands one row in front of him, and the, the guy it lands on, he starts twirling it. <laughs> like, that's the kind of shit that you see that builds yeah. chemistry, builds, you know, that brotherhood. And it was it was very funny, especially coming from you know a rookie like that, and mm. you could tell he rehearsed that because he yeah. had it down, except for the very first part. He fucked like fucked the lineup. Yeah, yeah. He started the second uh, verse, instead second of verse instead of the first. But yeah, very entertaining to watch. Um, Detroit might only win four games this year, but at least Hard Knocks is going to be fun. Yeah, and I I love me some Aiden Hutchinson, so obviously I'm another reason to root for them. Uh, uh is. <laughs> Is it Jabo? David Ojabo, yeah. Ojabo, yeah. He's out for the year, right? Or or he, for some significant time, I he believe. He tore his Achilles. In the can, yeah. combine, that's right. Yeah. Or combine or pro day, one of the two. He's he's going to be out for a while. Yeah, he got drafted by the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. That's so we won't discuss And then that. Dax Hill, the uh, Michigan's best well, secondary player last year, he got drafted by the Bengals, so... What I, I don't know. Well, I know why Baltimore that makes total sense because the head coach of Baltimore, the head coach of Michigan, are, Harbaugh, yeah. are they're fucking brothers. But yeah, it sucks seeing fucking Michigan players go to teams I hate. Yeah. What are we? Four weeks away from something like that. Real quick, go back to Hard Knocks. Uh, Rico. Oh, right. Rodriguez. Rigo. Rigo. Rigo, yeah, Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. He was featured on this last episode. Correct. Kind of heavily, right? Yeah. yeah. Him and the backup quarterback, I think, Blau or whatever his name is. Yeah. Which there was a, a rumor going around started by Andrew Filipponi who, oh, God. I want to leave Twitter just for that guy. But um, the rumor was that there was talks or, or whispers that the Lions would go after Mason Rudolph. I've heard that too, yeah. The Steelers beat writers are saying that that's not being discussed at all. I mean, if if somebody were to come at a with a fifth or a sixth, that they would probably take it. But, yeah. Um, Pony, as they, he is collectively known, he's a radio guy on in Pittsburgh. He makes it very, very difficult to root for Kenny Pickett. Really? Yes. Um, if I can pull up, I'll pull up just some of his tweets and like never in my life have I been turned against a Steeler as quickly as this guy is trying to turn me against Kenny Pickett. Yeah. It is utterly ridiculous how much nut hugging this guy does. Um, things like we get to wake up and watch Kenny Pickett play football today. It's it's a glorious day. Here's one. I noticed a lot of people, and smart people, football people, are starting to say the kind of things I've been saying about Kenny Pickett for months. It's nice to finally have all of you on board. Yeah, look at this play here. I know this is bad for a podcast, but I just want to show you. Yeah. That's Kendrick Green. That's the play I'm talking about. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How bad is that? And it's going to be a struggle a bit. Yeah. He is the biggest Kenny Pickett nut hugger 
put it this way. He skipped Bayless to Tom Brady. Oh, wow. With, with Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is the second coming, according to this or guy. Skip Bayless, Tim Tebow. That too, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Kenny Pickett is a force multiplier. He makes everything and everyone better. Somebody said, Kenny Pickett has it. Yes, he does. Trubisky didn't do anything because the line stinks. I get it. Pickett took the bad line and still made plays. That's what separates the greats from the mere mortals. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Kenny Pickett. No, got, the Fandle one. That's oh, funny. yeah. Got that dog in him. No. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't even know why I still follow the guy. Part of me, again, I, I hate to even admit this. Part of me wants to see Pickett's fail spectacularly just so I can watch the meltdown of this guy. Part of me, just a small yeah, part. The, the Steeler fan in me won't allow that to happen. But um, What else you got? I don't miss social media at all. I mean, it's... I haven't left it that... I, it's been like a with, month, but yeah, I don't it, miss it. it. Facebook, I understand, um, because it's more like people you know's bullshit and drama and everything. But I like Twitter for the fact that, A, like you get news quicker than anything, and you can you know what's going on if you follow the right people on Twitter. And you see some pretty entertaining shit as well. Um, but yeah, I, I get the Facebook thing. Um, I don't post much on Facebook, but I do enjoy watching other people's worlds explode. Mm. And then they put it out there like that, that tickles me. Like we don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you doing this? Um, so yeah. Uh, anything else come to mind football wise? Uh, not that I can think of. No. Beating the the dead horses because yeah. at this point you pretty much have kept up with everything. I can't really see or hear anything. Did you watch the fight last night? I did not. No. Unbelievable. I heard it's the greatest head kick knockout ever. I actually need to watch it. Yeah he he was pretty much winning the whole fight. Like he he did get taken down in the first, and that was probably the worst I've seen him look. And even that wasn't terrible. And then from then on, there was no question he was winning the fight. And then with a little over a minute to go, just catches him clean on the side of the face with the shin. Usman looked better than yes. you ever thought? And that's who you were t- just talking about? No, in the first, Usman got taken down, which is like the first time okay. in a long time. And that guy actually, he might even, Leon Edwards might have won the first round. But then... In rounds two, three, and, well, the rest of the fight, two, three, mm-hmm. four, five, whatever, Usman dominated, was up on points, was no question going to win the fight. And then with, what, a minute 20 or whatever it was, dude just catches him clean, shin to temple, and it was over. And Have you seen the reaction? The, have the you, Joe Rogan reaction? Yeah. I have not yet, no. It's one of the most ridiculous Joe Rogan reactions I've ever seen. Like, it is just unreal the way yeah look there's there's a picture of it those are always great yeah yeah and uh i think i mean there's dana white's already said that you know they are there's going to be a that's their next fight is the the third fight of the trilogy 
and you kind of have to because, like I said, Usman was winning the fight all night, and then dude just gets caught, and you know you, you see it all the time. But uh, Rogan just watching and the the clip, you don't even get to to see the kick; you just see from after the kick, right? But yeah, it looks like something out of a horror movie. And there's Usman just not knowing where he's at. Yeah. They're going to show As us. you're pulling that up, I did watch. I was able to find the replay, but. Did you? Uh, well, <laughs> of the kick? Yeah. Oh, okay. They're going to show a split screen in a second here and give you the. It's like everyone was talking about Usman being like pound for pound number yeah. one. I mean, well, they said the same thing about Nunes too until she lost, and then yeah, she came every, back and looked like the pound for pound. Everybody so. gets caught. I mean, yeah. at some point, tends to be what helps me. I don't know. I always found it more enjoyable than boxing because there's so many <laughs> ways you can lose. <laughs> and the memes that have already come out with that yeah. you know you can pretty much plug in anything um has been pretty classic but but yeah that obviously is going to be an immediate rematch probably within the next couple of months three months tops i gotta think they're going to try and cash in as quickly as they possibly can sure so uh what else you got um Leaving the world of sports, I have two wrecks. What did you want to talk? What uh, WWE at all? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Um, so yeah, Vince is gone. We already discussed that, but SummerSlam uh, came and went. The reaction that I've seen, I and I did watch SummerSlam, but I haven't really watched much of the other stuff since. I really haven't either. Um, but the reaction that I'm seeing on the internet is positive to the point where like they're everybody. They're excited. Yeah. And there's a big thing going on right now uh, that they think a big name is coming back. They've already brought back a few guys that, that Vince let go that has gotten strong reaction. But the other night, I did see a thing on Twitter, just a, a quick little video. There was a backstage fight, and I can't remember who it was between even. Um, irrelevant. But in the background was like this window and then there's a sign on the wall that says danger. And it was so subtle that if it is actually something that they have planned and it turns out to be the one that they are pointing fingers at, just beautiful. But in the background, and you had to basically pause it to see it. The camera made sure it stayed on it while still trying to focus on the schmas going on. Mm -hmm. But in the sign that says danger... All you see is through the frame, a hand comes out and like taps the wall right under where it says danger. Okay. And again, not 100% in focus because they were focused on the fight. Right. It looked like something that Bray Wyatt, the fiend, oh, really? fiend would wear type thing. Oh. So. Uh, it just literally comes out. And like taps the wall right under where it says danger, and then just slowly, like it was either somebody was like fucking around in the back and didn't realize they were getting on camera, 
or it was a deliberate thing because it just the hand slowly comes out, hmm. lingers for just a second, and then slowly pulls back, hmm. and then nobody ever mentioned it. Weird. Yeah. So, but um, other than that, the whole Lesnar Reigns uh, Last Man Standing match. Did you watch it? Yeah. Not terrible. I mean, I. It was entertaining. I mean, if they were, they they did what they had to do, which is keep the belt on Reigns while still making Lesnar look like an absolute monster. Um, it's crazy. The biggest takeaway I've noticed so far since Vince was asked to leave, Michael Cole's actually really good at commentary now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even McAfee said that that like. You can just tell he's a lot more relaxed. I don't know what happened. Maybe something changed. Yeah, yeah. I saw that clip. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what he does. I mean, they they've still got a ways to go before it's something that's going to completely grab me again, and maybe it never will. But yeah. you know, it's it's interesting times we're living in now. You mm-hmm. know, for the first time in our lifetime, basically, uh, somebody else is running the biggest company in the world. Crazy. Um, CM Punk is back. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's getting a lot of drama with, with Paige and now with Moxley. I did. Did you did you see the I watched promo? The clip. like yeah, you, yeah. you're the third best guy in your own group? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I still don't really understand why they moved the match. Moved it up. Yeah. Instead um, of being I at don't know. Chicago's pay-per-view, they moved it to Dynamite or Rampage or whatever it is they're. Uh, what is it, this Friday night? Yeah, I believe so. Coming up. Um, so, I don't know. Well, Dynamite would be Wednesday, but yeah. Either way. it's Yeah, it's. I don't know if it's Dynamite or if it's Rampage, but I think it's the Friday show. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what Tony's doing there. Like, This is the golden opportunity to stake your claim before Triple H truly turns things the way he wants them to do it. Yeah. And it's crazy how it already seems like the reaction online is people are more excited for WWE now than they are AEW. And it's like, okay, cool. AEW, we don't need you anymore. Like the crazy old man's gone. So, yeah, I mean, I hope that's not the case, but, and who knows? I mean, some of those guys could come back. Oh, for sure. With Vince being gone. Look at TJ. <laughs> He's got his head under the door and whining. But so anyway, yeah, it'll. Uh, again, I'm not going to sit down and watch it, but I, I'll never get to a point where I'm I watch casually it. kind of following what's going on just to see, you know, what direction Triple H is going to take it and what AEW does to to try and counter. Yeah, it's also almost football season, so that too. Yeah. Well, first off, I don't think I'll ever watch Raw again until it's not three hours. Yeah, that's, that's two a hours tough watch, less. man. That is, it's a tough watch. I'm not doing that. No fucking way. All right, moving on. What you got? Uh, first one was a complete and total happy accident. A uh, couple recommendations. Um, I had turned on a show because I'm like... Okay, I'm just I'm gonna take a nap, but I'm gonna just turn it on just so I have something on in the background. And the show caught me and grabbed me so quickly that I didn't end up getting a nap, and I'm already like 
cut through two of the seasons and I'm, I think I'm just one episode behind now because it's now it's airing, you know, every week. Um, the Harley Quinn series. Yeah, you did mention that to me. I'm shocked at how much I like it. Really? I, yeah. It's animated, right? It's animated. It's it's a comedy. So I can't, I really want you to watch a couple episodes just because I'd want to know what you think because you're a huge Batman fan like I am. But, like, Gordon is a joke. Like, the, the, his character is he's a buffoon, which is kind of weird. Like... Yeah, some of the like Bane, the same thing. Bane is like a dumb comedy character, and kind kind of like he was in was it Forever or Batman and Robin? One of those. Two. Well, except he can talk, and he is genuinely funny. Like the show's hilarious. I I'm shocked at how much I, I find it funny, and it's fucking... I, I will I'll give it a couple episodes, but I will tell you this right now. I hate. When they try to create a world outside of the character that made the world. You know what I mean? Like Gotham. From all reports, Gotham was a good show. I I could not Yeah, we talked about this make while myself back, the, get into it because Hey, do you like porn? So yeah, here's porn without the yeah. yeah. I get that, but Batman's in the show. I mean, he's not he's a side character. He's not in every episode, but right. he's featured. Okay. Same thing uh, with I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I don't know if I should say this. A supervillain gets canceled for calling Wonder Woman a cunt. That was that yeah was our text conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking hilarious. So, I think you would actually. I think there's a decent chance you'd like it if you gave it a chance. Yeah, I'll try it out. Yeah, you have a show you thought of, or yes. All right, go ahead. Have you watched the new Untold? It's been talked about by. I mean, if you've watched McAfee. Oh, Man's High Tao? Yes. No. Everybody's right in that everybody owes that man a huge fucking apology. The NFL, I mean, it is... We all make fun of him, the memes and everything, but if you watch that documentary, it blows your mind. It Like, he is... We owe him a fucking apology. Uh, Elaborate. Like, Like, what... Well, just the the elaborate hoax of this. It was this one guy who is now a girl. He's trans or whatever. This uh, Renaya Tuasso Tuas whatever. You know what kind of name I'm yeah. going to say. Sure. Um, it was all this one person. And granted, you could say, "Well, you never met her," but you gotta you gotta remember this was back before anybody even knew what the fuck catfishing really was. Now there's fucking TV shows about it. So it wasn't, you know, it it was kind of unheard of. And to see what he had went through and the anxiety attacks that he had because of it basically ended his career and all the therapy and everything that he went to, like, it's it's really eye-opening. It's only two episodes, so it's like two hours, but you you should watch it and you just... You really feel bad for the guy because that the guy that we saw in San Diego and briefly in New Orleans was not the guy that played football for Notre Dame. The Yeah, that guy I thought should have won the Heisman Trophy instead yeah. of Johnny Manziel that year. Yeah. I thought he was And most phenomenal. people agreed except for the fucking Heisman voters who just won't vote for a defensive player. Which I fucking hate because yeah. 
It's not an MVP award. It's best player. Yes, best football player in college football, and he was phenomenal that year until the the game, which that – I don't know if you know this story, but obviously the death thing Mm -hmm. happened at the beginning of the year. Oh, okay. And he dedicated the season. That's why it was – Oh, wow. You know, but then she, and I say that with finger quotes – Literally called him the week of the championship game and said, "I'm I'm alive." I had to hide from people. People are looking for me or whatever. <laughs> and yeah, it's wow. it blows your mind that the, the shit and this person like like Pat McAfee says, worst human being in the history of human beings <laughs> to to do that to somebody the way that they did, wow. and just wow. Check it out if you get, you right. get the opportunity. Right. Uh, it's one of, it's untold. Yeah, yeah. I've I can't remember. I thought I saw one of the Yeah, we watched I think it was the Trashers. Yes. The Trashers was the big one that that season. They had Malice in the Palace and and something else. But the the episode episode one is the two parter of of Manti Teo and it's Mm. yeah. Um the other thing I was gonna say Better Call Saul wrapped up. Excellent, solid ending. Um Sends him off, you know, in a Breaking Badish kind of way. I have one quick question. Yeah. Does does this show like overlap with Breaking Bad in the sense that the ending of Better Call Saul happens after Breaking yes. Bad? Okay, I, I was curious they, about that. They they I don't do it. Give me details, but I was, well, I'm just gonna say they do it very. Very well in that throughout the entire series, you see present day Mm -hmm. Saul, like after Breaking Bad, like where he's literally, this isn't a secret, he's a fucking manager of a Cinnabon, which he actually made the the comment in Breaking Bad that if I'm lucky, I'll be a manager of Cinnabon in Omaha. That's exactly where he goes. But every season, there's usually at least one or two episodes that will feature a small scene from present day. And then you see the, the pre breaking bad stuff. This season has been a lot more present day Mm -hmm. as the walls close in, but it also shows the final, you know, lead up to, and including the inclusion of again, it's not a spoiler. Everybody knows Walt and Jesse make appearances small. Mm -hmm. Um, there's one episode where they actually are in it for maybe 15 minutes or so, and then they both appear in the subsequent episodes very, very briefly. Um, and then it jumps back to present-day Saul and how it all comes to a head. Right. Um, very good. actually had this discussion with somebody last night when we were talking about it, about same as you. Like, they tried it, but it was just so slow. And I, I felt the same way, like, I struggled to get through the first, especially the first season. Second and third were okay. I can kind of see it coming. Four, five, and six. That's awesome. a lot, though. But you it's not, It's really not. It's really not in the fact that there's only ten episodes a season. That's ten hours. I'm not saying they're bad. Yeah. I'm just saying that they're not like. Breaking Bad grabbed you immediately, immediately yeah. and just took you for this ride. Sure. Better Call Saul is a slower burn, 
But as these other characters that we've already known, whether it be Gus and, and his henchmen and Mike, Mike makes the show. If for nothing else, watch the show the first three seasons for Mike. Because Mike Mike is, in my opinion, makes the show mm-hmm. while Saul is doing while Jimmy mm-hmm. is is becoming Saul. And then once the transition starts to happen and the cartel and everything gets involved, it's I won't say it matches Breaking Bad, but it's just a notch below. Like it it gets really good. Okay. And it, it is worth the watch if you you fight through those first half few the seasons. series. Yeah, but, but again, when I say that, it's just in comparison to Breaking Bad, where it immediately grabs you and sure, break or Saul is just a slower yeah. build up. But then once it hits, it's yeah. every every week, yeah. um, which has now subsequently made me go back, and now I'm midway through season three of Breaking Bad again. I've never rewatched it. I've only watched it once. Really? Yeah. Yeah. This will be, I believe, my fourth trip through. Damn. I mean, for my money, it's probably the greatest show ever from start to finish. I mean, there are a lot of series out there where I remember saying that just amazing for a few seasons, and then you find yourself just sticking around because you've invested the time. Yeah, like Walking Dead or Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, Dexter. I heard was another big yeah. one. Um, but, well, they had to reboot it to fix it. But cause... Breaking Bad is is not that way. It, it just. There's one episode in the entire series that I could throw out. Other than that, every one of them was And it's like, the same episode that everyone says. Yeah, the fly. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's so I'm I'll probably finish that up here in a day or two hmm. cuz it's just one of those things where I just keep fucking watching like yeah. uh I'm to the point where he just got Jesse well, uh, Hank just got shot. Okay. By the twins. That's where I'm at, right? Jesse and, and Walter just now getting back together in Gus's lab and Hank's laid up in the hospital and the, the other twin just died. Like that's where I stopped it. So, uh, what else you got? Uh, I finally started a show. I've been saying I was going to start for months and months and months succession. Um, I, well, actually I'd finished season one last week, but I, I don't know. Maybe I was waiting to talk to you. So I, before I got into season two, but I gotta admit, the first two episodes, I was kind of. It's not that it was bad; it was actually really, really good. But I didn't have anyone to root for, because every character in that show is a cunt. Every single one. There's just small cunts in big cunts. Like there's. What's the synopsis again? So, it, Brian Cox is like the founder of this like telecommunication global corporate giant. And he's getting old. And like the first episode, he's going to announce that he's retiring and his son is succeeding him. And For those of you that don't know Brian Cox, he's the uh, the captain of Super Troopers or the chief, whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah he was also the uncle. I'm going to pistol whip the next person that says shenanigans. Yeah. Right. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not a comedy role in this one, um, but him especially. He's the biggest fucking cunt. I, oh, my God. What is your fascination with this word? What, cunt? Yes. I don't know. You've I, said it more in this episode than you've probably said it in the previous 96. Really? Yes. It, it's a perfect explanation. Did, have you been watching The Boys? No. Okay. Have, have we talked about The Boys? I don't think we have. 
you have to watch the boys. I, I know your feelings on superhero movies. Watch the boys. I, I'm telling you right the fuck now. I, 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 I started at one point. Yeah. And then I lost my Amazon account. Yes. So. And I'm going to have to get Amazon back to watch Thursday Night Football. So I think yeah. I will watch, watch the, the boys. boys. There I are know. literally scenes in there that you were just going to be like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it's great. I will yes, get to get, it at some point. Get back on that train. All right. So Succession, anyway. The first two se- two episodes, I can tell, are really really well made, but there's no one to root for because everyone's a bastard. There, I'll change it. I didn't know you didn't like the C word so much. going to get us canceled. <sighs> Whatever. Um, and then episode three happens, and then um, that's the thing that eventually grabs me. I'm like, okay, this show's really, really good. And every episode after that, I loved it, loved it, loved it. And then the finale happens of season one. I'm like, holy fucking shit. I did not see that coming. That changes everything. So, so far, I'm loving it so far. It's not, the premise seems dry, you know, like kids kind of fighting over control of their father's company and the backstabbing that they do to each other. It's like, we've all heard. You you say that, but the amount of shows that have been on through the last 30, 40 years based on that very premise. I mean, one of them was the most popular shows ever. Dallas was basically the same kind of thing. Like the, the, all the kids fighting over daddy's empire. Yeah. This is kind of like, I don't know much about Dallas, but it it does kind of feel righteous gemstones. Same kind of thing. Kind of feels like Dallas just in New York and modern times or whatever. But, uh, it's very, very good. I and it, like I said, it's not dry. How many seasons are they're on? See, they just did season three. Okay, and it's not a dry premise at all. Like the amount of like cum jokes and dick jokes and shit like that. It's it's a j- very, very well made show. Very funny. When I uh, finish this run of Breaking Bad, uh, that might be when I start next. Yeah. So yeah, it's very, very good. Anything else? Um. Hmm. So it sucks about taking so much time. Was, I'm sure we've missed a ton of shit, but I think it's hilarious that Madden comes out and it is getting torched again on, on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Some, some to be fair, some are saying that there are some improvements, but this is the same shit I've heard for six I know. fucking I know. years, man. I know. Yeah. Um, the the one that talks the most about it, Josh Harris, who I've talked about before, um, even he said that there are some steps in the right directions, but franchise mode is still shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. But the reason I brought that up specifically is it's amazing how shit their franchise mode still is. And I didn't know this until I heard it the other day, that in the new NBA, you're going to be able to choose what era you start in. Yeah. Yeah. My my NBA, yes, you're gonna be able to. Yep, that's fucking insane. Yeah, yeah, and and like, I haven't confirmed it, but everything that I've heard, like Charles Barkley finally signed, because he hasn't been in the game in oh, years. Okay. Yeah, um, apparently they finally paid him enough, or he finally just like yeah, whatever. Mm. But yeah, I don't play that mode, obviously. But um, everything that I'm hearing so far about what changes they were made kind of on the fence uh there's some some that sound good some that sound bad i reserve judgment i mean 
obviously I've talked about it on here. I'm a huge NBA 2K player. Um, and they say this kind of shit every year and we get the same game every year, which in comparison to Madden is much, much better, but yeah. still there's, there's just a lot of things, but supposedly, uh, this year is, is going to be different, but we'll see here in, uh, two and a half weeks, three weeks, September 8th, something like that. So when that one comes out, I didn't out. realize it comes out that, mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, it's always it's always like the first or, or second Friday, I believe, in September that they come out. Hmm. So, blew my fucking mind when I heard that. I don't. I got to give them credit; they don't have to do that because yeah. you know it's the card playing games that get all the money. But that's insane, and I have to imagine that took a, sh- a lot of fucking work to do that. So, right on. But um, I don't have a next gen console. Uh, are you doing fantasy this year? I don't think so. Like the second person's backed out. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Um, but actually, you know what? Hold on, I will because I I've I'm committed to another league anyway, so I might as well. All right. But well, next week we'll do we'll do the draft, hmm. which won't be part of this show. Right. Right. But uh, we'll do the draft order and get all that ready. I should probably get on there and get everybody confirmed. So. Uh, and yeah, from here on out, uh, I would imagine we're going to be here a lot more often, right? Yeah, I'd imagine Season, it's gonna season's be getting ready to kick off. We're going to have a big cut down day coming up here. Oh, quick question. Soon, yes. How how are are you starting to memorize the song yet or no? No. It's not going to happen. Whatever. Sorry, he's talking about the dumbass. It's not a dumb Michigan song that they play. Michigan. Mr. Brightside by the Killers. Are you fucking? It's a good song, but no, I'm not going to sit there and sing it because I don't care. It's no Renegade. We've already had this discussion. All right, so yeah, we will be back uh, probably next weekend or maybe Monday, depending on how fucked up I get Saturday night because it's Brandon's 40th birthday. Oh, you remembered his birthday? Cool. Only because he's having a big party at the old stomping grounds. Uh You know, back in the day, stomping grounds, carbon. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's it's gonna be a shit show, and uh, so Sunday probably not not gonna happen. Yeah, sure. it's probably gonna be a Monday evening show, maybe, to where we'll do a, take care of all the business that we got to take care of. Right. So that'll wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Until then, I am D's. He is Dylan. Bye bye. See ya.